I'm going to say it. Internet, listen. Do you pack up and quit and just go move to Sedona and open up a crystal shop? Yes, I would pack up and leave, but I would probably just devote myself to full-time alcoholism. <laughs> she wears that to make snacks for the kids? Who does that? I They're... think we just got canceled for the podcast. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Squeeze. My name is Jamie, and with me, as always, is Angela. Hey, guys. We are recapping Game of Thrones. Season 6, we're up to episode 9, the penultimate episode of the season, entitled The Battle of the Bastards. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Oh boy, this was a lot. This was intense. Oh, it's this big. It's like... a big one. Oh, it's so big. It's it's Ugh. exciting though. It's it's, it's good it's stuff. It's stressful just to watch. Oh my god! Like the first time, I was just like there was too much anticipation, and then like fear, and then horror, and then oh, there was cringing. There was like sofa slapping. Yeah, it yeah. was bad. Yeah, it was a sofa. There was sofa slapping happening. Yeah. Um, should we start with the map? Yeah, um, the map is nothing new. Uh, they kept in River Run, which I thought was interesting. Uh, what I'm curious to see for next week is if the map changes the sigil at Winterfell. If we have the direwolf back, because right now we have the flayed man right. on top of Winterfell. So right. I'm wondering if they've got the budget to keep up our animated map with events that that specifically so i'm very curious i would i don't think they would have gone in with the change to flayed man if they didn't know they had the the budget to cut to pull out of that and i don't know because this is this is actually the first season that's why i started doing map quests that they actually changed it episode to episode Mm. um like there would be minor ones like they added bravos like a few years ago and they added um you know marine but like it wouldn't change depending on what was happening in the episode. So now that, so this is still kind of new for them. Okay. Well, I, my money is on that. It'll be, the flag will be back to die. Wolf. that's what my, I think they got plenty, they got plenty of money for it. Um, yeah. So, um, should we just go right? Let's do Marine first. Yeah. It's Marines first. So let's get to Marine. Let's get Marine out, out of the way. And then we'll start with, um, up North. Um, so we see a ball, ignited and then you know like thrust is clearly like a cannonball type from the um slaver ships and we see the pyramid being still rocked pretty heavy i have to say this pyramid has some amazing design yeah because i'm gonna think this has been it's a no, few hours it's no tower like seven. it's no it's no world trade center seven uh, oh dear <laughs> which was never hit by the way but anyway <laughs> but, but that's neither here nor there um, we I relate. We're, we're sorry, already could, talking about World Trade Center Seven. Resist. I'm sorry. Ugh, like a minute in. <laughs> anyway, yeah. If anyone wants to look up anything, just Google World just Trade Google Center Seven. Anyway, World Trade Center Seven. Next, here we go. The Pyramid of Marine, though, is a an amazing structure that can take an amazing onslaught. Um, and we have Daenerys kind of cornering Tyrion. Right. Well, she's like, "What the fuck, man?" Yeah, and rightly so. You what know? happens in my city? And, you know, he does his little cute song and dance routine. Like, it was actually, we were doing pretty good until you came back. Yeah, he's um, like, there was trade. People were happy. She's like, uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Fireball crash. Sure. Fireball crash. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, you know, whatever. It was enjoyable, I guess, that little exchange. But, um, yeah, it, it, and 
she's like, okay, what, okay, fine, whatever. What are we going to do now? What's the plan? Um, who, who's going to die first? <laughs> how, how, how hard are we going to combat them? Et cetera, et cetera. Basically she's like, I'm, we're going to burn all their cities to the ground. This oh is, yeah. yeah, she goes them. full on Mad King. She goes full on Mad King. Right, yeah. and he reminds her like that would that would be your that would be your father's play. I thought you were better than that. And she's like, I guess you're right. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> so the next scene, uh, the next scene is them meeting with the masters, right? And they're like, it's a meeting that they set up for terms of surrender, and they're like, okay, how? Let's let's work out these terms of surrender. And she's like, oh no no no, you misunderstood. You're surrendering to us. That's what's happening. And then, um, yeah. And there's a few things that happen, and and I want to just um, since we're probably not going to go back to Marine. Oh, the rest okay. Of this podcast. I do want to make a note that the story Tyrion told her um, is, I think, meant for to resonate with us viewers because he t- retells her the story of Jamie Lannister coming into the Mad Kings uh, in the Great Hall and the Mad King having buried, hint, hint, a crap load of wildfire oh, that's right. under they all of King's Landing. Yes, big deal. Hint, hint. Yes. Um, you know, kind of a reminder that that's what his plan was to burn all of King's Landing to the ground. Hint, hint. Um, so, yeah. So we got that little parable thrown in there. I just wanted to make sure everyone made note of that. Guys, psst, guys, psst, guys, <laughs> there's a bunch of wildfire underneath yeah. the Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a bunch of wildfire underneath the Okay, so, yeah, that, right. So, that um, is definitely worth mentioning. They, uh, yeah. But back to the surrender meeting, right? They're yeah. negotiating terms of surrender. Daenerys is like, oh, no, you have it all wrong. Y'all are surrendering to me. And that's when yeah. Drogon shows up behind her and is like rolls up yeah rolls but he up. like but he like he rolls up like a pet puppy like yep. he's just like hey mom and that's the like big i'm here sh- right and that's the big shock to everybody right is like you know we knew you had dragons we didn't know you had them like in your pocket and she, right she it looks in this display it looks like she does so she rides drogon and um basically well, he- torches a ship uh yeah well, it was well, what they what they do is the cool thing is this is the first time so the two other dragons um the series and Rhaegal actually break out like you know she's she, like she does some type of call to them and this is the first time they've broken out of the um the uh place that they've been catacombs yeah the catacombs that they've been capped right. I mean Tyrion unchained them but the, what we see them bust through the wall yeah okay so, so that answers our question from a few episodes ago which was okay you've unchained them but what does that mean for them yeah, so right. they were being pretty pretty cool. And then the other cool thing that happened is that they got into formation. And yeah. this is the first time we've seen dragon formation and we've seen this communication between all three. And another thing strategic that was happening that's really super cool is that um, they were only burning one ship. And at first when I was watching this, I was like, this isn't like they're taking too long. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why are the three dragons on one ship? And then we kind of realized later because they want, she wants they want, the whole they want fleet. The army. Yeah. Yeah, they, smart. They, they, they need the fleet. But that, okay, but that shows us, again, how intelligent these dragons are. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they that probably... That she was able... But that she was that able to communicate. No. Okay, yeah, they No, got the I think she's, commu- she's, she's communicating... Yeah. Because she hasn't seen the other two dragons in months. Mm. So she's communicating 
through Drogon or to the others. So this is a big deal. So I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, they're that, all... You know what I mean? Right. They're, they're all, all in formation. Yeah, they're ready yeah. to go and they are in sync. And reading cues from each other. Yeah, and that's a big deal. And and it was kind of really interesting to kind of see the dragon formation. You know, because you think of, okay, so they brief fire, big deal. But it's like, no, this is a tactical assault. And I think it kind of also was a foreshadowing to the tactical assault we're going to see later. You know what I mean? And kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, this is battle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that was very cool. And and then one other thing that the slaver points out to Daenerys, he calls her the beggar queen. And if we all remember, that's a big burn because she and her brother, before she married Kyle Drogo, that's, that is what they were called all around the, the Seven Kingdoms. Right, because they were like they, orphans, basically. Because they had nothing. Yeah, they had nothing and they would basically hope to find, you know, some type of silent supporter of the Targaryens to take them in and, you know, basically take care of them. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's a real burn. So, I wanted to point that out. Right. So, the sla- the Masters surrender they're like oh fuck and um well not before well not before gray worm actually this is all done by miss sandy Tyrion, and gray worm so yeah. she's a gone right doing her thing and Tyrion kind of has this amazing speech where he's like i want you to remember what happened here today and great you know but because I mean, first that they announced that gray worm is going to be sold back as well as all of the unsullied they're going to sell back miss sandy um you know anyone that's helped daenerys is basically going to go into immediate you know, slavery again. Um, and then, and then what they really come out of it is Tyrion kind of looks at the masters, you know, soldiers. It is like, so what do you want? Do you want to fight for guys that will sell you away? Or do you want to fight for your queen? And they immediately surrender. So the masters are on their own. So all of their bodyguards are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So this is kind of, so, and, and they're then like, okay, Grey- so which one of you guys should we kill? And they're like, right. kill this guy. He's the one that's like, not low he's not, he's a lowborn guy and Grey Worm slices the other two's necks and tells the lowborn yeah. guy you need to go back and tell everybody what happened. This is yeah. And then when anyone big, ever this is kind it of a big again, deal, which just went down. So go ahead and yeah, spread the and word. And it's like if anyone ever tries to do this again, please remind them of what you saw here today. So yeah. I thought it was really powerful, and I thought finally we saw Tyrion do something. Yeah, God, I'm so sick of watching him these filler just scenes. fucking do filler fucking drinking game scenes like honestly enough so yeah, yeah. um and then after this scene is the scene where john and ramsey meet at the line of scrimmage for the battle of the do we just want to finish marine what happened is that isn't that it no yara and theon show up no that's later yeah i know but i'm saying do you want to just do marine and then do oh no let's do Winterfell. the i have my 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 notes are in the order okay. of the episode okay. um okay yes yeah, so i don't have i have it's just a it's just a mess of lines of what what's happening now, what's happening now. Um, so okay. I don't even know if I could dig into that. So yeah, John and uh, John Snow and Ramsey meet at the meet for their coin toss before the big game, and um, Snow proposes that they do one on one combat. And, yeah, and which is like total bull. Everybody knows this is a bullshit. Ramsey's like, uh, no, I don't think so. My army's way bigger. Well, also, than yours. the first thing Ramsey suggests, you know, he kind of does play the head game. And again, these are Ramsey games because the first thing he says is, oh, thanks for bringing back my bride. You know, he kind of gestures to Liana Mormont and is like, anyone, this is the time if you want to surrender, mm-hmm. I will give you all pardons. Um, so he's immediately up in the head game world. And I don't know. I just I just feel that. Oh, I'm sorry. 
we also forgot one thing in Marine. Oh. We did see the Unsullied um, take out. We saw Grey Worm, but the Dothraki showed the, up oh, with yeah, Dario leading the way right. and yeah. took out the Sons of the Harpy. Right, right. So I that's a big deal. So, so she's got everyone with her. She's got the Dothraki. She's got Dario. And the Sons of the Harpy are She's got an army of Unsullied. She's got a Dothraki horde. And she's got ships now. Yeah. And dragons. Yeah. It's like, I, I love, it's on. I love the way this happened. I, I really do. I, I loved it. Yeah. Um, right. So John, um, to jump forward, John so, you know, says, let's do it the old way. You know, and I think he knows, of course, Ramsey's not going to take gonna, him up yeah. on it. But I thought it was cool that he did, because it's kind of like, let's see Ramsey for who he is, which is an ultimate coward. Um, I kind of, kind of took this as Jon Snow being a little bit lame, that he's like trying to get in his head the way he thinks Ramsey's trying to get into his head. And it's like, yeah, you're not, that's not going to work. work really. I, I think he's right, though. I think it did a little bit. I think that Ramsey had to say in front of like, you know his guys like oh no i'm not gonna fight you because that's the way you want it to go and actually the same thing kind of happened season one um between jamie lannister and ned stark um because jamie had proposed when they were about to have their fight a one-on-one sword fight and ned is actually the one that that backed out of it because he knows that jamie's the best swordsman in the land and he was like no because this will just go the way you want it to go okay so it's kind of it was so it was kind of interesting that the roles were reversed. That Ramsey was clearly intimidated by whatever stories he's he has heard of Jon Snow. Right. Yes. You know? I think, I think and he like definitely... he even says that he goes he goes yeah, oh I've like heard... I've heard you're the best swordsman you know I've in heard, the north. Yeah, blah, I've blah, heard. Blah. I, but I don't think he's actually I think he's intimidated by possibly one on one battle with him. But I don't think he's intimidated by his strategy and mind games i think he's like uh no yeah no i don't think so no i i think i think that ramsey when things are on his turf and on his terms uh he's getting what he wants and then he's happy yeah well i mean yeah at this scene in my notes i just say wow Jon snow isn't very good at this because he plays it plays out like you know ramsey is the one that has like the upper hand with this fucked well, he up knows mind he shit. Does. yeah and Jon and, like, snow is kind of like you know, oh, 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 oh. like it's it's so it doesn't. I don't know. It didn't didn't play. Like I was he so knew tense was that to honestly, me. it totally worked. I think he knew that he had to do this. You know, and Sansa also like he kind of tells her she doesn't have to be there, and she's like, "No, I, I like, no, I want to be there." I mean, I think that this was really just to set the tone. Um, and this is a big meeting. I mean, Sansa hasn't seen Ramsay since she escaped. Yeah. You know, we've got nine-year-old Liana Mormont stink-facing in the back. Like, you know, it's kind of interesting to kind of see our players. You've got Tormund, we've got Davos. You know, we see John with his lieutenants, and I thought it worked. I, th- I, I, I really thought the scene worked. I think oh, it also no, worked the because scene of what, worked. Of, I'm not questioning yeah. whether or not the scene worked. I'm saying that the the point, one of the points I think of the scene to us was to convey that Jon Snow is kind of unmatched, or that Ramsay is unmatched. And Jon Snow is kind of like gonna get eaten alive by this guy. That's what. Well, Sansa sure thinks so. I mean, Sansa was right. Scene. Everybody, yeah, I'm right. Sansa was right. I mean, if the Lord of the Vale at the Vale, the Knights of the Vale hadn't shown up, he that that well, let's was gonna die. Hold on, hold on, yeah, yeah. You know? let's, and 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 let's and he totally got played by Ram Ramsey. Well, let's get to that in a minute because next we go to the war strategy. Um, to John's strategy meeting. We've got Davos and Tormund. And, you know, there's a cute scene. I mean, Tormund is really here for our comic relief where, he, he, you know, he, he uh, 
didn't know what a phalanx attack was, and they're like, no, it's from the sides, you know, and that was like a nice giggle. He was like, oh yeah, the sides. It's funny, don't let them it's do funny that. because I actually <laughs> g- did giggle at that, but I was like, I don't, I don't know what that is either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, I yeah, laughing? but I... It doesn't make like, any I think it's sense just for me to be like, oh, Tormund, you're so funny. I don't even know what it's called. Still, I call it a valence, a valence move. I don't a phallic, a phallic. It's it's a ph. It's a it's 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 a Greek move. I, I don't know. Um, but either either way, it's just a fact to show that like you know, Tormund's a wildling. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they don't have these they fancy just run military and fight. names no. for military moves or anything. Yeah, they I, just, of course not. They just beat the shit out of things. Yeah. Like you know, that's their thing. So I thought that was cute. Um, and so Sansa voices her frustration, you know, after everyone leaves. Well, no, here, like... this is a really, really quickly, though, that we get some strategy touch points right now where Davos points out. This is important. Davos points out that it's crucial that we let them charge at us. We have to have patience. We've got to provoke them and they've got to charge at us. That is the only way with fewer men that we will have any tactical advantage because then that will allow us to surround them. And I thought that was a very important, important point yes. to make because they totally blow it on that front um, well, hold on and we're gonna yeah i mean well they blow it well, hold on let's let's get there because the reason they blow it is for the next reason which is sansa pulling him aside and saying he's gonna set a trap for you yeah and you have to do the opposite right and john being really obtuse and yeah. just being like i know what i'm doing and blah 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 and i fought for all these battles and she's like dude I'm not saying you can't fight. I'm not saying you're not an amazing. Like, it's just you don't know Ramsey. Like, I shared a bed with him. I know his games, and he's going to do something to you to throw you off balance. She basically listened to me. Laid it. Not only did she lay out that she's going to lay a trap for you, but she basically spelled it out that it would involve Rickon too. She was like, "Listen, and she said Rickon's good as dead. Go, he's dead. Don't let him use that to play you." And she's she was absolutely fucking right. And Look what he did. He used it to play him, and they fucking fucked them hard in the ass with it. But yeah, I mean, I mean, but look, I can see John's perspective as well. I mean, the last time he saw Sansa, she was literally like a thirteen-year-old girl who was knitting dresses. Okay. Yeah. Like, so why like, is he going to totally listen get... to her? I know. I, I get it totally, and I'm not a hundred percent fault. But I think John this Hill. is one of the strengths, and I think this is one of the strengths of the show as well as the character development. Like we're here having deep discussions passionate discussions about you know instincts and what people would do and believe because they've been drawn out so well well yeah. you know it's like john snow is this type and yeah. you know sans has gone through a lot and i think we're finally seeing kind of the end result of her metamorphosis you know and she's just like look dude like i'm speaking up now what we do need to bring up and i'm going to start bringing it up right here is why is she not Telling John about sending the letter I know. to Littlefinger. We need to bring it up right here because she's really I going know. at John. But before I know, I, I'm glad you brought that up. I just want to tack on to what you just said about character development and the show being the caliber that it is. It is a testament to um, how well this show is written, how well these characters are drawn out. That. Yeah, the there's a believability to the to the to the failings of both characters, and there's a believability to the growth of Sansa's character, and that it can completely like all of those things. Instead of them being this is the plot piece that we need to have happen so that we can further this along, it's way more. 
it definitely plays as this is the way these people would behave and this is the situation that yeah. they're in now because of it. And not only is it the, not only is it this is the way they would exactly the way they would behave, this is the way this character would grow to evolve to behave this way and this it makes sense that this character wouldn't yet see that about her. I mean it's right. It so, is quite well quite good. It, it it is. And and I and I do need to stress again, this is when I have to say Sansa What's your game here? Oh, she's got a game. Because she's got a game, and I don't know what it is, because this is your brother. There's a very good chance he's going to be dead in 12 hours. If you know the Knights of the Vale are coming, even if they postpone that fight four hours, right? And instead of break of dawn, we did this shit at midday. A lot of men live that would have been dead. So I really have to wonder why... It, it does not come up. Well, because if John knew he had a chance, right? For ten thousand, yeah, mounted soldiers. Ramsey says in the scene before he only has six. Yep. We know the Knights of the Vale are ten thousand strong, and Sansa knows that. Mm-hmm. Where is the communication? Why is there a lack of communication? I don't think it's an omission. I don't um, think so either. I think of, there's something of, going of on of lazy writing. There's right. something going on, and and I and I and I want everyone to think about that at this point because it's a big deal. No, I agree with you. And there are moments actually in the battle in the battlefield when they the Knights of the Vale the, the Knights of the Vale do show up, where John is seeing them, and I felt like I saw him look at Sansa like, "What the fuck." Like not, or just like, yeah, not, not in yeah. a like, thank God. Oh, wow. And surprise way, but more of a like, I think there was a thank God. What but yeah. the hell? What the, what the hell is going on? And why didn't we know about it already? You know, because yeah, and she's think, there yeah. on the battlefield with Littlefinger and it, and it looks like she's there with the Knights of the Vale. So to him, he's like, oh, and now you show up with a huge fucking army. Like what the, what is this? I could have died just now, you know? Easily. Yeah. So, um. Correct. So I think it's going to be interesting. Also, um, Stanza does let John know, which again, is a pretty high stakes that, you know, if you lose tomorrow, I'm not going back there alive. Right. And well, this is the I part, can't blame her. Oh, absolutely. I mean, no. And no. this is the part where it makes me think that maybe, maybe the play for her here is utter self-preservation, nothing to do with the cause of... Um, what do you call it? You know, Jon Snow mounting this army and this Winterfell. war against the North Winterfell. or whatever. Winterfell. I don't but this think this is her she... home. It is really, her home. This is her ancestral home. No, 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 no. I'm saying that I don't think she cares about Jon Snow's army and the wildlings and whatever. So maybe her play here is self-preservation, get my home back, and it's okay to not tell Jon Snow about the Knights of the Vale because... The run that Ramsay's army will have at him will go at full force. Both sides will go at each other at full force, and then my Knights of the Vale can come, kind of come in, swoop in, clean everybody up, and then I'm cool. I'm always going to be cool. I don't, I don't think that's... Okay, let me throw something else at you. I still believe that she wasn't sure they were coming. I'll take another take on this. So then so then that's the reason why because she didn't remember, Because remember... Right, that's what I'm saying. This is my other take on it. Okay. Is that Sansa doesn't is not sure they're coming because honestly, she told Littlefinger to fuck off, okay? 5 episodes ago when he offered his help. And we see her write an anonymous letter 
two episodes ago, so we're not even sure she even said it to the little finger. I think that's supposed to make us ambiguous on A, where the letter went, even though it was obvious, and B, if she's going to get a response. Because again, like, this is, if this is really nick of time, and the Knights of the Veil just happened to get there for this last 10% of this battle... Maybe she's embarrassed, you know, because that also opens up a whole nother thing. Does, is, does Sansa want to admit to John that she's in it with Littlefinger like this? You know what I mean? Like, we don't know what John knows about Littlefinger. Honestly, the characters have never met. And, you know, I think that there's a possibility of that, too. Okay, so then, then maybe it's not as, you know... Sinister. Right. So then that's like actually kind of benign and like understandable. That's not like, yeah. So I, yeah, that's why I'm just saying this is like another take of on it. Cause I really don't think Sansa would conspire against John. E- uh, e- even if it was just innocent for her own. So I really, they're the only family they have left in the whole world and they've lost everything. And I just don't see it. I mean, if Yara and Theon can be best bros again, I really feel like Sansa and John are in this together and that there's a reason there's a there's a there's a decent reason she didn't tell him that's all okay um I'm like especially watching Rickon get killed right in front of their face I mean they're they are the only things they have left they don't know Aya's alive they don't know Bran's alive like I just I just can't see her being like well I don't care what happens to John because I'll be cool you know what I mean I, I just don't see that I actually really liked the line that Sansa had at the end of the scene where John was like, she wouldn't, she was like, I won't get taken. I won't get taken alive. I'm not going back yeah. there. And he was like, I won't let anything happen to you. I'll, I swear, I swear to protect you. And she's like, yeah, right. There's like, anybody can protect anybody in this world. Yeah. That's bullshit. It's fair. I think, I that think was the truest line of the whole, yeah. of the whole episode. It's true. Nobody. I mean, she's, Nobody can protect anybody. Nobody can in this take place. care of anybody. Yeah, yeah, it's bullshit. That was completely on point. Yeah. Okay. So um, next, we have John going to see Melisandre. I found this interesting because I never really associated him having any type of real relationship with Melisandre. But he basically was like, "I was looking for your guidance. Like, why weren't you at the meeting?" You know, and she's kind of still in this fake pouty face phase know, where she's just kind of, she's like, I don't have any power. It's all the Lord I'm of the Light. I have nothing here. to do with it. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Like, I'm just hanging out with you guys. Um, you know, and they have a heart to heart. He says, don't bring me back. And she's like, well, it's not my choice. And I thought this was really funny. She was kind of like, nope, too bad. I'm going to bring you back. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like... <laughs> She's like, um, you can request that, but I'm doing it anyway. Uh, and then he kind of explains why he doesn't want her to do it. And she's like, still like, well, tough shit. Like, maybe you're here to die again. So I'm going to bring you back. You know? <laughs> like, if the God wills it. So they kind of just talk in circles. But it was just, I, I think the point of the scene was to see um, that, you know, John is looking. I mean, do we think John's into the Lord of Light? Or is he just need a shoulder to cry on? I mean, what do you think? Um, I don't think he's into the Lord of Light. I think he's just lost. He doesn't know what to do. You know, he's looking for, yeah. and you know, she's the, the 
weird mad priestess that brought him back to life and maybe she's got some insight maybe she saw the future you know like he's just you know grasping on yeah that's what i mean okay yeah, all right yeah. so so he's so she's kind of like this figure he can kind of bounce shit off of okay. yeah i guess so he thinks that she is but i don't think she is um yeah she doesn't think she is either mm. i'm sorry i was dealing with a cri- with a small and by small i mean actual small in stature sure. crisis did you cover the torment and uh no. Davos shit, shit, shit. We've not. Bull session? We've not talked about that yet. No, we have not. Um, so Tormund and Davos have a bro out, which is really cute. I liked And they're kind of, yeah, you know, like, kind of walking together. I've been talking about bro sessions that I can't fucking stand. This one, I liked. And it was all because it was within, it was believable. It was right before this big battle. There's tension around it. So it makes sense that this is happening. And I buy it. I liked it. Yeah, and like, you know, like, Tormund's opening move is always a drink, you know, and he's like, we've got this really crazy goat's milk. Oh, they're like, well, what do you do you on your ass before a bottle, battle? And he's like, well, yeah, I'm, yeah. Not that we, we drink this uh, fermented goat's shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, you know, and, and like, Davos is great because he's so polite, you know what I mean? And he's just kind of like, no, thank you. And he's like, well, it's better than that fermented grapes you guys drink. And it's like, eh, we're cool. And then he's like, so what do you do to pass the time? He's like, well, I don't sleep. Um, but I walk. I walk and shit my brains um, out. And then I take a shit, which is pretty funny. I guess that's what I would do, too, it. honestly. I'd be like, it, you know, it would be impossible to fall asleep. I'd walk around and I would probably shit. But that is the most human way to react, I think, to battle. Yeah. Oncoming no, battle. Davos is great. Davos is quickly becoming one of my favorites. Yeah. And like has been for a while. Yeah. And then so he does. He takes a little, you know, like sabbatical. And he finds in the pyre the remains of Shireen's toy doll. that he carved for it's her. It's like a stallion, I think. Well, no, it's a, it's, it's actually um, a stag because that was what, that's the symbol for House Baratheon. Oh, Shireen okay. was a Baratheon, so it's a stag. Um, yeah, and he finds it, and it kind of, kind of sees where it is, and kind of, de- you know, does a deduction. He puts that, two yes. and two together. Yep, that they burned her. And I think we should also call out Davos here for self-restraint because he could have like strode right into the Red Woman's tent, started a big old shit, freaked out the night before the battle, got everybody riled up, and he didn't. And I think that took uh, a lot of composure because he kept his task at hand. Yeah. He kept his task at hand. He will um, address this, but now is not the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. going and I to. I think that was really mature of him. Yeah. Um, can we go finish Marine so we can go back to, that is the next scene, right? Yeah, that's, I'm going in the order of the episode. That's my, that what my, that's what my notes are. So. Okay, cool. No. That's what we're doing. I'm just double checking cause, cause I'm not going in the order of the episode. So I want to make sure that that's the next scene. Oh, I thought I you had into... the order. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the next no. scene is Theon and Yara. They made it to Marine. They made it. And again, I'm not, I'm going to let it go. The, the speed, the speed at which they got, if, literally, if you, if, if everyone out there, Google a map of Westeros and, and Essos, the Iron Islands are like Catalina, okay? Mm-hmm. And like, Marine is like Cairo, okay? So like, not only did they have to go around the whole continent and then through an ocean and then up to the other side. Anyway, I'm just the last thing I'm going to say. It's like insane. It's bullshit. Anyway, it's bullshit, but I'm fine with it because I love this scene. So we've got Tyrion, again, this was like a Tyrion, this was, you know, he's back in form. 
with Daenerys in the throne room, dressing down Theon, you know, and he's like, the last time I saw you, you were in, we were in Winterfell, right? And you were making short guy jokes, right? Um, and kind of really like lays it on him, like, you know, well, this is what I find that people think they're cleverer than they are, and really kind of putting them in their place. And Daenerys then starts asking the important questions to Yara and Theon, and she assumes that they're here for Theon to make an alliance to be king of the Iron Islands, but no, it's Yara. And I think Daenerys was totally taken aback by that. She was. And um, liked it. So yeah. basically the deal is that the Iron Islands will make a pact with Daenerys. When she goes to Westeros, they will back her, but then she will give them their liberty. So the Iron Islands will no longer be, be a part of the Seven Kingdoms. They will operate solely on their own in harmony with the Westeros that Daenerys rules. And that's why Tyrion makes that comment, like, well, is this just the beginning of everybody wanting their freedom? Mm. You know? And she's like, well, they didn't command it. They asked for it. So I'm going to give it to them. But that's something to think about, because it's like, well, what's stopping every other area, you know, like the Vale and the Reach, you know, from being like, well, we want to have, we want to be independent as well. We don't want to be part of your your control so that's something that in the end you know if we ever do get to that point of this story um would be interesting yeah definitely um and then they tell her that euron is coming because the rest of the fleet is with euron and he's coming with that and that uh his he's gonna make an offer too but his offer comes with his big cock Right. And Daenerys is like, oh, well, great. Good for you. That's great. And, um, Never heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, uh-huh. Um, great. And then Yara has a great line where uh, Daenerys is like, so that's what, is that what you demand as well? <laughs> and Yara says, I don't demand anything, but I'm down for anything. I'm basically like, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> it's great. You're it into great. it. I'm into it. It was, it was, it was the best lesbian f- foreshadowing on a show in a really long time. And it was totally believable on both of their, totally believable on both of their parts. And I see why they threw that in with Yara a few episodes ago. Like her. Yeah. So that we can believe this tension. Right. I don't think it would be too much of a stretch, even if you didn't have that scene with Yara, but you know, whatever. I mean, I appreciate the effort of the backstory. Um, yeah. And I think it's really cool too, because, um, like it just seemed, it just seemed like, I just had a flash forward to like Dario, like being like, can I be the meat in that sandwich? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm down. Yeah. Like, Dario. <laughs> you know, what's funny. Like I could see Dario being the one that's like, Oh yeah, let's do this. Can let's I watch? Do this. And, well, I don't need yeah. to touch you guys, whatever. And then Jorah being the one that, you know, like with that sensitive boyfriend, that's like, I don't know. Cheating is cheating. You know, like that, <laughs> that guy. It's, it's totally, it's, it's, it's I don't good. know. It's, it's like, it's, Still in finality. Oh, I mean, I love know. you so much. I can't see you with anybody else, even a girl. Like that's it's Jorah. Crazy. Yeah. Anyway, um, so okay. Anyway. Uh, oh wait. And <laughs> Let's start with the battle. Da- well, no, but Daenerys. We have to mention the condition that Daenerys brings up. She's going to let them be oh, yeah. free, but she no also says you've got to stop the Ironborn way of life. No more raping and pillaging and whatever. All that Reading. madness. And Yara looks very disappointed. Like, wow, Yara, holy shit. She's like, okay, I guess that's... I don't think it's just her. I think she, in that second, is like, how do I tell my men this? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. (laughs) Like, like, how do I break it to them that there's no more R&R, you know? (laughs) It's like raping and rampaging. Like, we're not doing that anymore. All right, so we are... um, We are... Now we're into the the, the Battle of the Bastards. On the battlefield. So I would... 
I would love to just start this off because I, I just found this so just amazing and just so insane. And then the free for all that follows. But yeah, so it's the morning and they open with this amazing shot of both lines and we see immediately just the numerical difference yeah. between the Boltons and the Jon Snow ragtag army he's put together. You know, and it was really cool to see one one the giant. You know, you can see him standing so much taller. And I thought that was such great CGI. And they're, they're so amazing. Just their their attention to detail and scale. Um, it's just really fantastic. And then uh, we see we see Ramsay come out and he's got something tethered to a lead. And we can't tell what it is. And he comes to the front of his formation, and we see that it's Rickon. And then John sees that it's Rickon, and then did we all know in the second that he was going to do something very stupid? Yeah. Like, the minute, the, the minute, minute it was Rickon. The minute he brings that Rickon. First of all, as soon as I saw the lead, I'm like, Rickon's on that, of course. Yeah, I know. I know. I was just hoping, like, I was being like, maybe it's not. Maybe it's, like, a dog. Mm-hmm. Because, like, because like Ramsey did mention, okay, and he does mention this when they're doing their little tete the day before that he hasn't fed his dogs in seven days. Right. So his dogs so are hungry. I kept ex- I'm going to set my dogs on you. Right. Et cetera, et cetera, blah, right. Blah, blah, blah. So I, so I kept, so half of me is like, maybe it's dogs. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe, and then it was Rick on. Can I ask a question before we get into the yeah. battle? Um, who are the burning flayed men? Do we, I think they they're just, just randos. Yeah. I think that they're dudes. I think that he burned his own people just for dramatic effect. And oh God. Yeah, I think he's that guy. That he's just like, you, 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 and you, come over here. And then, yeah. Slays them and then yeah. burns them? Oh my god. Yeah. I think, I, yeah, I think if anyone were capable of that, it makes sense. It would be Ramsey. I was thinking that that yeah. might be it also, but I just wanted to see if you could confirm No, I'm, I mean, it's, no, it's, it's, it's not told, but I'm pretty sure that's what I can assume. Because I, I know there were rumors before this episode aired, like earlier in the season on some of the websites, that it was like are some like known cast members so like because i think those stills got out and i know people oh. were like oh well, it's, it's like probably davos and Tormund, and it was like oh my god so i was actually relieved that they were just unknown people yeah yeah okay because i because I, I thought we were gonna lose some people on yeah yeah plates. okay so yeah so and i think we should note the tension um like even my husband watching this live for the night before when like John and Sansa were talking or like Davos and Tormund was like, this is how Ramsey's going to get them. Like he's going to sneak, sneak attack at night. You know what I mean? And like do something horrible. So I just want to say like, again, kudos to the show for just creating a world where you know the characters so well, or at least you think you do that you're like anticipating movements. So I thought that was really good. Yeah. And then of course the tension when we see Rick on is just goes to a, to an 11, and there's an amazing shot of, you know, John staring this down. And we kind of get the distance between the two groups. What what would you say? Like three or four football fields? Yeah, something like that. Some, you yeah, know? Easily. Maybe more. Yeah, some, yeah. maybe more. Um, something like that. And then, uh, yeah, Ramsey goes to Rickon. There's a game I want you to play. It's really easy. And he cuts off his um, rope. And he says, just run to your brother. And then the whole world just uh, sighed deeply. Because you know this is not going to go well. <laughs> that boy was going to die. This isn't and, This isn't a Shireen level thing. This is a... It's not. But at the same time, it is the last true heir to Winterfell. Like, this yeah. is the last trueborn star. Yeah. And there is something to watching the line literally 
Well, anyway, okay, so Rickon starts running in a straight line, in a perfect, <laughs> perfectly straight, easily line, able to lock a target a, on line. As the crow flies, <laughs> yeah. just, and it's just, I, I get it. He sees his brother. I mean, it's so powerful when John just jumps on his horse, because like, cause John actually dismounts first kind of get a better look and then when he sees Rakan running like he leaps onto his horse goes on a full out gallop you know and he, he's just gonna run to Rickon and swoop him up and it's just you realize the distance and you're just like holding your breath like Jesus Christ like come on come on Rickon and Ramsey like is such a dick like I mean the first two shots he misses on purpose yeah like it's all just like it's all it's, it's all about being menacing and yeah, you know, like and when he even closes his eyes because, and looks to the side, like you know what I mean, right? But he wants to get Jon Snow as close to him as possible and as far away from his troops as possible to make it like yeah. point of no return get, for him. And also, like yeah. if he can kill him almost as Jon is reaching for him, then that makes worse. it all the more like yep. you know inciting revenge. <sighs> I gotta get that asshole. You know. Yeah, if he killed him, like, all the way by, you know, who cares? I mean, obviously you care, but it's just way more effective if he, if he does it this way. And he's totally. totally on the money. He does it, and he fucking pulls it off. And Jon Snow, being Jon Snow, you know, goes after oh, him. False, goes false, for false, he does. It's right his, for it's his, it. It's his baby brother. I mean, I know, but, of course you know, he does. He should have listened to Sansa. Do you think Sansa wouldn't have done the same thing? Do you, do you think Sansa? I think Sansa pulled a blackfish. A, I think Sansa's at a point. Yeah, I think Sansa has. I think Sansa has it in her to pull a blackfish. I do, and, and I think be like, we'll do it. I think the reason why she does have it in her is two two reasons. One, her training with Littlefinger. Yeah, that's like the college of fucking mastering all this shit. She went there, got a degree. Two is her fucking torture at the hands of someone, which really does fuck you up and deadens you sure. in a big yeah. way. Yeah. So for some people, other oh. people, it does other things too. But I think Sansa has emerged with strength. She's and hardened that over it. That yeah. means she's hardened. Right. So she, I think she's absolutely capable of going, yep, that's the breaks. We got to move on with our fucking plan. Can, can we make one note before we go into the all-out war that's about to happen? So Ramsay, and this is for everyone to understand, Ramsay could have stayed behind the walls of Winterfell with his troops, okay? And it's even, and, and the point I think is even spoken by Davos or someone earlier, and probably Ramsay's father in this situation would have, would have just stayed, yeah. and, and then just had, and just had a siege, just like we just saw at river run because mm-hmm. they were well fortified at Winterfell. There's no re- there is no tactical reason Ramsay brings his troops out on the field for a battle except for ego. Right. Right. There's no reason. Anyone with half their salt in tactics would have just been like, "Okay, so why don't you wait us out?" You know what I mean? So yeah, like, they've got provisions, they've got the begin. men. What's it called? Jon yeah. Snow doesn't have any like they would run out of men. Before, you know, a couple of weeks, I think, Jon Snow's, Jon Snow's siege would not have gotten very far at all, even no. with a giant. No, it wouldn't have. I mean, so anyway, so I just wanted to make that note. Okay, so then we have Jon Snow galloping full steam for Rickon. I believe it's the, because I was thinking rule of threes, the third shot does miss, it's the fourth shot, and it happens off camera. Yeah. We see it after yeah, the arrows come through. you don't see him draw it, right. Yeah. And we see Rickon immediately, that's a, that's a kill shot. Um, and John's horror and, 
you know, then Ramsey gives the word, go for it, charge. And his first line charges Jon Snow. By himself, in the middle of the battlefield. By himself. And this is yeah. a fucking amazing... We, honestly, we could probably spend a good 60 minutes of another episode mm-hmm. just going yep. over all the amazing fucking shots in this episode yep. on the battlefield. Holy shit. But this is one of them where not only the score is amazing. I mean, the, the score at this particular moment when the, you know, Ramsey's, uh, Ramsey's first are, are, are charging and yeah. John, so you get the shot of John Snow going like, fuck, I got to do this now. <laughs> and he draws his sword yeah. against this, you know, line of like, what is like 200 men on horses, you know? Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh God, it was so amazing. And then, you know, and, and you think like, okay, so this one dude against all, you know, all these guys on horses and they're totally going to trample him and he's going to, this, this man is going to die. Oh yeah. But oh, yeah. what John happens is, dead again. right. But what happens actually does make sense. And it's like, they're going full steam. They just kind of just rush past him, you know? And he's like, yeah, it was, I mean, this is where our suspension of Jon Snow plot armor disbelief needs yeah. to start. No, I mean here, but here I buy it because like, you know, it's one of those misconceptions of like what's what would actually happen on a battlefield i think that would happen they're charging for the other army they're not charging for Jon snow if they were charging right. for Jon snow they would they wouldn't be going that fast they would just be or they'd send out one dude not a dude not a guy on a horse you know what i mean so yeah. they're going for the army behind Jon snow and Jon snow is just kind of like on the battlefield in the middle of it and he just does his best to take down as many dudes as possible in the middle of the melee, you know? And then eventually they're yeah. all they're all off their horses. They're all, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, I, fucking I mean, like, going at attack. it like crazy style. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. And this was this was again, you're right. Just the cinematography and just the way that it was shot is just amazing. The and shots for a second, like... for a second I thought John was going to just surrender. Um, there was the a way moment. He unbuckled, there was a moment was of a resignation, second, right? Right. There was a moment of yeah. resignation, but as I, I, and then I realized it wasn't resignation like you know resi- like actually resigning. It was resignation to the moment of okay, here I go again because he died already. Remember, like that. I think that yeah. was the resignation. It was like I didn't want to fight anymore, and here I am fighting again. Here we go. Like that was yeah. that was what it was. But I mean, there are so many. Just the the POV on a lot of the stuff was insane and the extended oh, sure. POV like you I don't think you've I don't think I've ever seen a medieval sequence like this where you know how would these people actually engage in battle like what would it look like and feel like on the battlefield this is yeah. it man I don't I don't think you're going to get any closer to this in you know on film this is this is this is this is wild not without wild CGI stuff. Right. Yeah, I mean, not without just having something completely CGI'd and, you know, based on... But yeah, so... I mean, I'm sure there's a fair amount of CGI in this, too. I Honestly, there's no way you no, get but away I mean, with like, shooting but, this and but not there killing 18,000 horses without CGI. No, 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 but there are, actually, like, from this episode, there were 70 horses, there were 500 extras, it took 25 days to shoot. Yeah, no, I, I know. Mean, this, I'm sure they use was... actual horses. I'm just saying that you yeah. don't get all of those horses, you know, you, you take a 70 and then you replicate them, right? I mean, that's how oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. it look like. Yeah, but I'm saying that, yes, I I am agreeing with you that there will never be anything on this scale that's actually shot instead of just complete CGI. Oh, okay. Like, just I, something I like you. the History Channel where they just do like an animation. I that's, hear that's you. That's kind of what I meant. I hear you. But no, um, I mean, this was just, whoa. And I'm, I don't really like 
battle fields. See, I don't like battles generally. You know what I mean? I'm, usually it's boring to me because it's just like a lot of like, okay, let's have a bunch of dudes like, yeah, come at each other and you know, it's just like blood sport kind of bullshit. But this was like, it was so real. It was like fucking amazing. No, it was amazing. And so then we see the the Bolton start their charge, and then the Wildings. Davos sends them out, you know, and he sends out the Wildings, and he sends out John's army to battle, and they immediately clash. And then Ramsay immediately loses from his arrow line a whole round of arrows. And this is where you know John somehow misses all of the arrows. Miss John in this first yeah. loosing, and we see a bunch of people go down, a bunch of horses go down. Um, and then they repeat, you know, and that's kind of their first line is to send out the arrows and take down as many men. Cause honestly it's hitting as many Bolton men as it is the other side. Yeah, it is. It's well, that's the, you're able to play those odds when you have so many men. Right. And then the same thing. And so Davos actually doesn't loose from the opposite side. Cause he goes, we're just going to kill our own men, you know? So he actually stays back and hangs back a bit. Because he doesn't have the men to do it. So the, yeah. you know, yeah, that's a. That's the the upshot of not having enough guys. Yeah, um, so it's like, we aren't going to just kill our men, you know, just to kind of return the fire of these arrows. Um, and then we switch to a POV of John, and he's on the actual battlefield, and he is maneuvering, and it's incredible. his point of view. And it is incredible. And it just, just the speed of how things are moving. I mean, he's got a horse charging him, and then someone takes it out. He's got somebody going for him, and someone takes it out. I mean, it's literally, you know, look out behind you, in front of you, to your right, to your left. I mean, it's just madness. Yeah. Um, and it was just edge of your seat, you know, entertainment and ecstaticness. And it just, it was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. And I think I, think I had to remind myself to breathe a couple times. Yeah. 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 This was... It, the, uh, uh, this was one of the best battlefield sequences I think I've ever seen on film. I really, yeah, you know, and no, it's not it, a film, it's but it's on film, and it's I'm assuming, right? They, sh- they shoot. This I on mean, film. but yeah, I well, mean, everything everything's digital now, but yeah, yeah, but you know, what I, I mean. mean, yeah, I know what you mean, but this, but this was literally a, a full big budget movie scale production. Yeah, you know, what I mean, like it's TV, but this is this probably had a bigger budget than most, you know, war movies that are made. Especially for one episode, you know, just for a single episode. And then, honestly, if you tie in the dragon CGI, which looked fantastic, by the way. It did. Um, I totally understand why this episode was, was, was cost over $10 million to yeah, make. Yeah, I, I buy it. Yeah. Um, so we have one one get, gets into the action, our giant. Um, he's taken a couple arrows at this point, but he's not looking. He doesn't care. And he rips a man apart. Uh, he knocks over a horse. Um, I have a question. Why did one one not have a weapon? Like, why did he not have his good old tree trunk? Because they could have used that. They really could have used that. Don't know why. You know? Don't know. Just, just a thought. Just no, a thought. you're right. Why Why not? Yeah. I mean, it kind of, to me, seems silly. Um, you get, uh, and then also you get, like, a nice contrast between Ramsey on his perch. Smirking. Just smirking. And tossing off these orders. And John's, yeah. like cut to Jon Snow being completely in it in it like in it so hard that he almost suffocates at one point yeah um from the crush but yeah yeah, there's that as I was watching it even the first time with Ramsey's uh knock draw loose yeah like and then him just saying loose over and over again with the arrows I was like oh that's gonna be I'm gonna have a dream about that I I know it this ass this fucking maniacal asshole I'm like loose (laughs) yeah um 
Yeah, it, it was amazing. So yeah, and then they did base this on a lot of historical battles. One in particular, they mentioned the D's, the double D's mentioned that this was that formation at the end where they're like surrounded by the full length shields and the spears, right? Which was visually amazing. Incredible. I've never seen anything like that. So basically they backed them up against a, to pile, a pile of, of dead, dead body, bodies. Dead right? bodies. And they, that was another thing. They based it on the Civil War, these reaccount accounts of the Civil War where the piles of dead bodies were actual, became obstructions on the battlefield. So yeah. they, it becomes a part of the strategic moves that you have to make on the field that there are these piles of dead bodies and dead horses it's insane and then so and then it's also really force them up on this pile of dead bodies uh, against because because, right and then ramsey sends small john umber um with his own men to then charge the pile of bodies and hit them from the other side yeah so they're getting attacked from behind and then attacked from front by this insane shield formation you know, with like the poles, and it was nuts. Yeah, and then the like way spears, they would just charge in these long, like huge spears on poles. I think, like, it was like basically yeah. one row of dudes with shields, and then a row behind them of dudes with spears, and they would yeah. just kind of march, to, like encroach, like one um, march at a time, basically. Yeah, like, yeah, just like closing in on them and slowly compressing them and basically crushing the shit out of them. But this was based well, on yeah. a, a but also crushing them. Be- a Roman battle. Yes, this. Yes, yeah. because this from the second century, I think, yeah. and this and they were actually crushing them because they're being attacked from the back. Yeah. So one of one of the more satisfying, so as we see John almost get trampled, and that was just oh my god, just like heart stopping moment, and Tormund as well. I mean, they're both. At one point, I thought somebody bit Tormund's nose off. I don't know why. No, Tormund Tormund <laughs> bit Small John Umber's. Okay, that's neck off. Right. That was Small John who. Rick grimed it, like pulled off, pulled out his jugular. Yeah, he yeah. Wow. Ripped his neck Tormund, off, which fuck. was amazing. Look out, Bran! Woohoo! Well, it's not gonna happen. Anyway, I don't want it to happen. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, he is a fine Brienne, man. Brienne needs to start fine with who? With some training wheels. Oh, some please. training wheels. She'll be fine. I'm not She'll figure it who. out. She'll figure it uh, out. I don't know. Anyway, going back to the scene at hand. So yeah, so John is in the middle of the crush. We see him getting trampled. We see people walking over Tormund's head. You know, this is basically the worst soccer disaster ever to happen <laughs> on Game of Thrones. And it's so in bad taste. I'm so sorry. No, that was awesome. I'm so sorry. Ugh, I don't know. Um, and then because that really happened. And yeah, so we have uh, them getting crushed. And you kind of see just when John gets up. And then you think about it. They're wearing plated armor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, even if you can like kind of like shimmy or get out of it, like you're still completely compacted. Like yeah. it was just really intense and insane and um just at the worst moment you know where all is lost uh we we we, yep we hear the horns yeah we hear the horns and we see Littlefinger and Sansa and we see the Knights of the Vale um who have not had a battle yet this whole series so they are ready to go so psyched they are like oh my god we get to fight they don't even give a shit like they're just like yay we get to be in a war yeah we get to Uh, knock some heads around this is awesome those poor guys like what were they doing this whole time seriously uh well lysa wouldn't let them engage remember because catelyn stark no no i know but why what were they what were they actually doing instead of fighting like what what they they were just hanging out what did they they fill their days with they polished their weapons and they fed their horses, and they went on with their lives. They had kids and got married and did stuff. Yeah, so this is like, okay, they're rested and everything, but is that does that necessarily, just because they're rested, does that mean that they're better? 
Yeah, because these are actual soldiers. I mean, they're all knights. They, I mean, it's been, not like they're just some dudes been, from the Vale. Right, who've been playing, like, tag with their kids for fucking four years or whatever. You know what I I'm mean? I'm sure they're in training. I'm sure they had still had military bar- like, barracks and battalion. Like, I'm sure they've been, like, like on, like, active duty. But they haven't just had anything to do. They, they, ha- they, they weren't allowed to engage in anything happening in Westeros. Okay, well, I'm just saying, you know... I mean, I don't think they're just some guys that, you know, were just like with beer bellies and that were just on the street. I mean, I think they're, they are legitimately trained warriors. Yeah, sure, they're trained. For, but like, for like, you know, you for gotta, like political reasons, just weren't involved in anything. You gotta like, you know, sharpen your skills, is what I'm saying. But I'm pretty sure that they were on point. I, I'm not, I'm not worried. I mean, because you don't need to be at war. I mean, to be uh, top form. I mean, you can be an army ready to go and just be practicing against each other. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to be actively in a fight to be at top of your game. I'm just saying. I would rather be on a team that plays games against other teams than a team that just, like, practices all the time. That's, like, scrimmages? Yeah. Maybe. All right, I'm I'm not worried about they're on point. I think they're raring to go. Um, well, their numbers. We make... I mean, yeah, they're going to accomplish it just with the numbers alone. But yeah, I mean, we've got fresh horses. Um, you know, they come out, they immediately flank the outside Boltons, and uh, yeah, start to kill them. And Ramsey knows the score. He knows what's up immediately because he retreats like a bitch back into the gates of Winterfell. Right, and as soon as Jon Snow sees the Knights of the Vale and Littlefinger and knows that they're, you know, obviously they're here to like join their, their army. He also goes back to Winterfell because he knows yeah. that he's got well, yeah. them now. He goes chasing yeah. after him and it's an amazing shot actually of John and Tormund um, on foot. And you see Ramsey on his horse, like, yeah. you know, booking it back to Winterfell and you see one, one also running behind them. Um, yeah, so Ramsey gets inside the gates of Winterfell, makes an announcement, like, we can siege, like, it's fine, we've got plenty of stuff, and they're like, well, you've lost your army, and he's just kind of like, fuck you, to the guy. Um, but clearly, you know, he's running, and they think they, they shut the gates of Winterfell, but what they didn't anticipate for was a really pissed off half-dead giant. Yeah. Who is looking for glory, and I thought this was an amazing counterpoint callback to, um when the wall was being attacked by the wildlings and one one's brother who was trying to break the gate and um a few of the knights watch were told to hold off you know to hold off the giant but he was breaking into the gate of the wall and now we have the opposite scenario where one one's the good guy right and he's breaking into the gate of winterfell i thought that was really nice that's pretty cool yeah that's pretty cool yeah, and so, you know, he's already got, like, 25 arrows in him. You know, it's amazing he's even still on his feet. He gets through the gate, um, charges in, and Ramsey puts the kill shot in his eye. Uh, but 1-1 one, one went out like a champ, man, and Ramsey's a little bitch. And John immediately runs up to Ramsey and just starts pummeling him, like, Ralphie from A Christmas Story style. Like, goes into that just, like place and just just wailing <laughs> just wailing totally, totally. on ramsey's yeah, face yeah, yeah. and everyone is screaming in happiness because it's totally had it coming and i was yelling though at home i was like do not let this motherfucker live like if they like let him live and keep him as a prisoner i'm gonna lose my mind like i was so worried yeah. 
that, you know, like, John was going to have honor and, like, puss out and be like, we're going to keep you as a prisoner. I'm like, oh, please don't let that happen. Please don't let that happen. Um, but we see Sansa walk up and uh, she wants to see him. Well, actually, John sees Sansa and in that moment realizes he can't kill him. He's got to leave. Oh, true. Yeah. He's got to leave him to her. He's like, this is not my kill. This is her. This is hers. So yeah. they obviously take him away and whatever. And then Sansa comes up and is like, where is he? And the next scene is Sansa visiting Ramsey in the keep or wherever he in is. The kennel. In, in the kennel. In the kennels. In the yeah. kennel. And he's strapped to a chair and she's got him where she wants, wants him and she's got him where he needs to be for everybody, for her, for the audience. Yeah. This is, this is a long time coming. Uh, well, it's not just a long time coming. It's also just like the question of, you know, and even is Ramsey trying to convince himself, like, these are my dogs, they're loyal. You know, it says a lot to Ramsey's definition of loyalty. And like, even going back to other characters in the show that have said like, you have to earn respect and earn loyalty and he's never done that you know he's just he's just operated like a horrible person and even and even with his dogs i mean you're the idiot that got your dogs that high on the taste dog. of human flesh yeah. also got them got, got them, them into, into the taste of human people. flesh yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely like, that was your and thing. then starve them for seven days fuck you right because you were right because you, you were hoping make them, that they right would... whatever fuck you you get not enough enough yeah. of this guy so you know sansa's really Sophie Turner that's her name right yeah that's her name she is the to me she's the breakout she's the breakout star of this whole show well it finally happened we've been waiting yeah she's the breakout star of the show for sure because she she manages to get away with being really really subtle and really and 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 layered in what she does I mean you can tell she's she's not like 100% loving this you know, this is not, no. she's being where she is. is not the thing she was so psyched, you know, this is not the place. I she think was so she's also at. reliving the fact that a, she's home, which was also where she grew up with her loving family, but also the prison she was in with him. Right. Sure. You know? So I think things are so layered. All and this just, stuff. You know, he, he, and she is playing this the boogeyman perfectly. She plays it perfectly. I think, I think yeah. this actress is playing I, it perfectly. I, I do too. Um, I did too, and he tries to give her some bullshit about how, like, you know, I will always live on in you, and blah blah blah. And she's like, "No, they're just words." And by the way, I'm gonna knock this down because I saw this on on the internet. I do not believe Sansa's pregnant. I really don't. I really don't. I don't want it to be true, for her sake and for whatever. Our sake. I just don't Ugh. want it. To, yeah, I just don't want it to be true. So I don't think it's true, and I will not subscribe to that theory. All right, we'll see. But though. I know people on the internet took that line and was like, he's trying to say that, you know, she's pregnant with his kid and that's why he'll live on forever in her. And I refuse to accept that. I think he was just being a dick. Well, we'll see. I mean, so yeah, she's got a, she's confronting him and you know, she's got his dogs. She's like, listen, you didn't feed your dogs for seven days. You said it yourself. So. Well, I think the most interesting part is she never goes beyond the gate. So she's on the other side of the gate. She's not in there with him. No, she shouldn't be. Why should she be in there with him? But so who let? So I'm going to ask this question. Who let the dogs out? Yes. Ding 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 ding. Do we get some kind of prize for being able ding, to say ding. that in actual I don't know. context? 
<laughs> I don't know. From the God? But from I had God? To ask the I feel like this is the time when God should visit me and be like, congratulations, <laughs> you've won life. You got somebody to say who let the dogs out. Um, yeah, it's it's like it's like that, and one day, like I want to have a friend named Waldo, so I'd be like, "Where's Waldo?" And it's <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh, I did it! I did Yay. it!" Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. I I feel like that they were just. This is just like dramatic timing that they were always kind of a. You know, he's in the kennel. All right, they're always we around. Give and they're dramatic. kind of like slithering in and out of the door right. and whatever. So. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting because he's covered in blood, so he's already like a he's Scooby already, snack yeah, at this point. Exactly, yeah. and he's already like beaten half to death. So like you know the weakness, it's you know, you yeah. Know. And I and I thought that was great. I thought that um, I thought uh, he deserved it, and I'm happy that they kind of took artistic license and we heard the crunching and the slurping, but we didn't actually see it because we didn't need to see it. We did not need to see it at all. Nope. I'm really glad. That's fine. I'm glad we got to see... See, this is a beautiful way for him to die, too, That you know, with his dogs, because we got to see him kind of begging for his life with his own dogs, you know? Yeah. That was a yeah. lovely thing. That was a nice thing to see. Um, but yeah. we didn't have to see them actually chew his face off. We just knew it yeah, happened. And it looks like I that's agree. the end of the episode. End of the episode. An amazing episode. This amazing. Is, this is a record-long podcast right now we're not even done guys we're oh not even God. done uh, really quick bed flay crown i'm not even going to go into viewer mail I, I have to go to bed yeah i actually did get a viewer mail from angeli s um but maybe we can save that for the finale maybe we'll have a big viewer mail section yeah maybe we should um, yeah let's do that i gotta go to bed Okay, um, should we do our bed bed flay crown? Yes, we're we're having a a relationship, a uh, couples edition of bed flay crown. Here we go. Yes, here are our. So wait, so so are we playing this as like you you have to imagine the couples like couple I would most like to crown, couple I would most like to bed. Yeah, you're t- that, you're, just, you're looking at this? a threesome okay. when you bed them. Obviously, you're killing both of them. Okay, and what do you call it? You're crowning them both, and as it's king a double flay kind of thing. Double flay, yeah. Okay. Okay, got it. So our contestants are Brienne and Tormund, because they're everybody's favorite couple in the North. And these are shipped couples, so they don't actually have to be together yet. So these so are people all don't of freak them out. are shipped. Actually, they're shipped. Yeah. yeah, this is these are all ships. Yeah. Okay. Um, Daenerys and Yara. Woohoo! Yeah, and Littlefinger and Sansa. <laughs> Ugh, disgusting. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. It's happening, by the way. Ugh. Believe it. All right. She All might right. not want it to really happen. She doesn't care anymore, though. She's just like, okay, fine, whatever. I think we're foreshadowing to next week, so I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you there. But I want you to play the game. Here we go. You want me to go first? Yeah, of course I do. Okay, I'm torn because I really do. I like me the scheming and the conniving, the like Machiavellian, you know, double whammy of Littlefinger and Sansa. Yeah. That turns me on, so it makes me want to bed them. But I have a severe crush on Torment. So I might need to like I have to figure that I don't want to put Brienne and Torment in power either. I'm definitely Well You've got to decide, because this is how the game works. This is tough, because, and also Daenerys and Yara, that's a party. That's a part, that's a party. It's very hard to figure out which which of these relationships, which of these couples you want to... Do you want me to go first? Please. Okay. I would bed Daenerys and Yara. Knew it. Because that's, that's just, come on. Come on. You can't pass that up. You can't pass that up. Like, you cannot pass that up, okay? That is fun. 
That's the definition of fun. Cannot pass that up. I would crown Brienne and Tormund because they, it's not boring because eh. I think they both need some kind of like like they are the best number twos like in the world like they are the best hype men yeah. they are the best like person you want to have your back that's the way they, they deserve should stay that way they don't deserve anything now, they should stay that way they deserve that this is my cho- this is my turn and they deserve <laughs> a day in the sun they deserve a day in the sun I will crown Brienne and Tormund and I will flay Littlefinger and Sansa sorry Sansa but when you lie with the dogs that's what happens because Littlefinger has it coming. Done. This is really hard. I this is the hardest bed flay crown I've around I've Come ever on. done. It is seriously. Right. Do you know why? It, it's because I I can't. Because it's it, it's 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 because you're attracted to every single person that's involved, <laughs> and, and you can't decide who to throw out of bed. I know it's true. I just want to fuck all these guys. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna flay Brienne and Tormund. Okay. This is why. I'm going to flay them because Brienne, honestly, it's just because I got to kick somebody out of the, the circle. I got to kick somebody I, I out of bed. Kick, I got to kick somebody out of bed. Um, yeah. I really want to crown Littlefinger and Sansa. I think they have what it fucking takes, both of them. I think they're a power couple extraordinaire, and they are going to. With places. one person under duress. She doesn't want to be with him. Okay, fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want, Go ahead. I'm crowning them. That's why I'm okay. not betting them because I know that they're not going to be fun in bed. She doesn't want to be there. I know it's going to be like this thing is chore. Even if I were, she's there. like an abuse survivor. Even like, if I were there, it, no it would just be yeah. It, I yeah, couldn't even save no that fun. whole scenario. Yeah. Um, no. And yeah, who is not going to go? Who is not going to fuck Daenerys and Yara? Come you don't on. have to be dead inside to not see that that is like where you should like, be. You should be in bed. Can't with you those just? Two. Can't you just see like a like a ship headed to Westeros? Lots of grapes. Lots of cheese, <laughs> like a bag of blow. Perfect. Like, oh my God. like some acoustic Steely Dan with like the band from the Red Wedding. Oh, like, it's yeah, fantastic. Totally. <laughs> and, and, and Tyrion in and out was just cracking wise about, you know, all the, all the, all the puss in the room. Like, oh, great. Here we go. More pussy. Tyrion with like an eye hole. Tyrion has like the lowest <laughs> eye holes. Like, it's like only like two and a half feet off the ground. He's checking it out. And then, like, Dario, like, hey, girls, what's going on? And it's just like, okay, could you bring us a pizza? Okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> thanks, bye. <laughs> it's totally. Sorry, okay. All right, I yeah. think that's it for us. Yeah. We are, and by the way, listeners, we are two happily married women. So this is all just, you know, for fun. Everything's for fun. It's all fun. Yeah, it's fun. all for fun. We're all fun. We're very happy. All right, so please send in your viewer mail. Um, we appreciate it. We had a really great uptick this week on our Facebook page. So please continue, like us on Facebook, and feel free to participate in our open threads. And, um, oh, we didn't really bring up the poll we did, the death pool. Oh, right. which was a lot of fun, which was so much fun and so awesome. So I want to thank everybody for participating. Let's put that on um, Facebook. Honestly. Yeah, I'll put it on Facebook. Honestly, no, re- no real surprises. And I do want to mention that Ghost was not even in the episode. Right. So either they ran out of CGI money or John actually was like, you know what? I'm going to leave my wolf at home. And I'm glad he did. Yeah. I'm glad he did. Um, Sorry, so wolves I don't have a very out. nice uh, lifespan on the show. No, the so track record's like, pretty So he's bad. starting to realize, he's like, I'm going to keep this dog. 
Um, and then if I could be honest, because our, our, our odds for Jon Snow dying was 100 to 1, like I, I set those those numbers, and I got really nervous 10 <laughs> minutes in, because I was like, fuck, oh, I, I was like, I totally forgot about the loophole that if Jon could die again, and be brought back again, and I was like, oh, you blew the numbers, Bowers. Well, at least but you didn't, didn't actually die, put so everything was fine. money, but yeah. <laughs> then you, yeah. then that I was like, I really like, actually, I actually got nervous. I was like, God damn it, Jon Snow's oh, gonna boy. bite it, I'm gonna owe someone 100 bucks. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you, guys. We will talk to you soon. We'll talk to you, talk to you soon. Bum and love you. Yeah, Bye. Personally. Um, sorry. I feel like I'm on the off the phone with everyone. Yeah, and feel free to share our link to our podcast. That's actually the best way that we pick up new listeners. So yeah. we are counting on you guys. If you're enjoying us, please share us on Facebook and uh, tell your friends about the squeeze. Yeah, and you know, talk to us on Facebook. Send us an email. Squeezepodcast at gmail and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Oh, God, I did oh, it again. Please. Oh, you did God. it again. And so I'm going to jump in again. And you can rate <laughs> us on iTunes. That would be awesome. Uh, we need some more ratings on there, some updated ones since our OJ show. So if you guys could rate us on iTunes and take a minute out of your day, we would appreciate that. Yes, we would. So thanks, guys. And we'll see you next week for the finale. Uh, finale time. Finale All right. Time. Bye. bye.